This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. From MPB Think Radio, this is AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician, and I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello. Great to be back. Glad to have you back. Uh, so today, because you're back, we're talking about air conditioning because it is so hot. <laughs> it was hot overseas, and it is hot here, so it, we need that AC. I, you know, I think that's like one of the best inventions ever. Or, you know, it's either air conditioning or no air conditioning and don't move. Just just sit there and don't move. It might be the, the number one generational, y'all just don't know how it used to be. Yeah. Invention. yeah. Electricity is up there also. Cars, there's plenty of them, but air conditioning is very much one of those, y'all just, just don't, don't know how it yeah. used to be. Yeah. We used to have the public school without the AC. That's right. Have, that's why all them windows are in the front. That is right. At least at the old school. See, where I went to school, <laughs> uh, we're getting into a thing, but in the junior high, they, uh, when they got air conditioning, they boarded up all the windows. And so you literally so like looked a, like, like a, plywood. Yeah. It was nice brick building, but then everywhere there was windows, there was big things of plywood. <laughs> trying to keep that Can't cool air. Insulated, yeah, yeah. right? You pay for all these air conditioners to right. keep this cool air in the building. That's right. So let's talk about the air conditioning in your car. So if, uh, I guess we'll get into the, if it doesn't work, what could it be? Walk us through how do we get how do we get nice and cool in our car? Well, you know, air conditioner itself. A lot of people have misconception of what it's used for. All it is used is to cool the inside of that passenger compartment. That is it. Nothing else. Uh, air conditioners have come a long way from older cars to today. We used to use different types of freons in them, more pressures, and believe it or not, the older cars cooled better than the new cars today. Uh, we got some kind of environmental law that's yes, causing trouble. That's exactly it. Once again, um, I hate to tell you the green effect, but uh, it has changed the types of freons we've used, the pressures of what we use in the vehicles, and the types of compressors and all that. All right. So we're driving down the road, and the, the air is hitting our car. Then, then where does it go? Well, once you think about it, it's the air is... Air conditioner, if you think about air conditioner, is we have the heart of the system is called a compressor. AC compressor, that's the heart. Uh, we have two sides of the AC system. We have a low side and a high side. The low side is the cold side. The high side is the hot side. Okay. And what happens, you now today's vehicles uh, take very little freon. Uh, that little bit of freon changes from a liquid to a gas. And as it passes on the inside of the evaporator, it takes all that hot air out, 
the uh, Freon gets real hot, comes back out of the vehicle, goes into a, um, we call it condenser, and as it goes in that condenser, it cools down, goes back into a liquid, goes back towards the evaporator, turns back into a gas. So it's a constant change in from liquid to gas. To remove is just like uh, if you talk about steam, if you had a boiling pot of water, it's the exact same thing. So you let it set, it does, it's a liquid, it gets hot, turns into a gas. And that's how it changes. And like I say, once you think about it, it's the temperature of the outside temperature, the ambient temperature, and what the temperature is in the car. So it changes. Air conditioners vary as the temperature changes. And like a, a house air conditioner, it it makes the air colder by taking out some of the moisture? It takes out the moisture and the heat out of the air, and that's how it changes it. That's why the Freon gets hot. Excellent. We're talking about air conditioner on this sunny June day today. Our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a call in Houston. Let's go to Jim. Jim, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, how are y'all? I have a question about the, the little strips you use to test the brake fluid in your car. Uh, when you check it, to check it, it needs to be, the brake fluid needs to be changed or not. Okay. Um, those strips, what they're doing, they're testing the alkaline inside that uh, brake uh, fluid. Um, most vehicles today use dot um, three brake fluid. Now, a lot of people suggest that you change that brake fluid, and the reason what they did, the reason why they want you to even change the brake fluid, is because we had all those metal steel parts in there, and those steel parts would rust. Because one thing about brake fluid, it absorbs water very quickly. If you open the master cylinder, it starts absorbing water out of the air. So that was one of the reasons what they were doing. They were testing for the water content in that brake fluid and to see how much moisture it had in there. And uh, you think about it, in the older cars, you would have drum brakes where the wheel cylinders would rust up, the brake calibers would rust up. All that was because of water in the brake systems. So um, the little strip that I have goes from... Well, from, from no color, from clear all the way to real solid maroon color. And when it gets to the maroon color, it says you, it's time to change your brake. It's time to change your brake fluid. Break that, uh, yes, sir. Okay. And all it's doing is reading the moisture content in that uh, brake fluid. So if, uh, if you had some new brake fluid in your car and you took the strip in, it ought to be practically no color change. It ought to be clear. It should be. All right. Uh, what color is brake brake fluid when it's fresh? When when you first put it in the car? It's a clear amber looking color. Is it ever? Is it? Is there ever any kind of brake fluid that is that is kind of like? It's still translucent, but it's green. It looks sort of like a aftershave. Mm, well, I've never seen any on the cars that were sort of green, you know, but the thing is, uh, it's a clear, and now some of these vehicles will take a dot .5, and a dot .5 brake fluid is purple, and that's how you can tell the difference between dot .3 and 4 and 5 is that the dot .5 is purple and it's silicone. It's a synthetic type of brake fluid. Now, you can't mix it with 3 and 4. Now, 3 and 4 you can mix, 5 you cannot. It'll gel up on you. Well, my, mine has dot three on the cap, and so I think it's both. I just, 
I'm not I'm not preparing any kind of litigation or going to call anybody as a witness or anything, but it looks like the people that changed my brake fluid didn't actually change it. Because it, 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 the test strip shows dark maroon time to time to uh, change the brake fluid, and I only had it changed two weeks ago. Yeah, I want to tell you, and this is just from my experience, I've been doing this for about 40 years. I've never, ever changed brake fluid. Never. I declare. So we'll just put it like that. I should have talked to you before I had changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Uh, gee whiz. Um, may I ask you another question? Um, coolant, the coolant, the pH level of coolant when you change the coolant. Right. Is it supposed to start out like neutral or seven, or is it is it is fresh, is fresh coolant neutral pH, or is it a little bit? basic like around eight or so you know it is a low ph but really uh what you're doing when you're checking the antifreeze you're checking uh really the coolant what you're checking is the uh, electrolysis and all that's in there and how old that is i don't use test strips on my antifreeze i just use the uh typical uh you can do it with an electronic tester or you can do it with just a regular antifreeze tester thing you squeeze and pull up the right fluid. okay right because all you're uh, doing is testing really the density of that fluid i think they it looks like that was that's done okay but um well thank you very much like i say i've heard people say you don't ever change any of that but you do change the coolant don't you uh, you do it uh coolant will last anywhere from thirty thousand miles all the way up to one hundred fifty thousand miles for coolant and now coolants are many different colors and matter yeah. of fact, that will the coolant system will have something to do with your air conditioner since we're talking about air conditioners today. Okay. Well, maybe maybe then if they didn't if they forgot to change my brake fluid, maybe if that's old brake fluid, it's okay because <laughs> apparently you don't have to change it sometimes. Right. Well, thank you for your time. I enjoy your show. And yes, thank sir. You for your help. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate you calling in. If you've got a question, send it to Coach. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about air conditioning and taking your repair questions. Is your car under recall? Find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a Yucca Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast.
<laughs> You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So here's a recent recall. Battery issues prompt recall of the Ford Mustang Mach-E, an over-the-air software update related to the onboard diagnostic control module, and the battery engine control module should resolve the issue, and Ford is anticipating a deployment of that upgrade in July. We've talked about that before, Coach. A lot of times, so these recalls now, it's a software update. Well, I got my wife's car back uh, when I got back, yes, on Monday, and guess what? They had to reprogram the entire computer system. Okay. Well, <laughs> but hopefully this, hopefully hopefully that this will one will it. stick. That's right. <laughs> you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NHTSA, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and inputting your VIN, or just find their Safer Car app and put your information in. We're talking about air conditioning today, and I bet if you're in the car right now, you've got yours on. We're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. But it's a call-in show, folks, so give us a call. 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Let's go to... Jay, which one are we going to go to? Let's go to number one and go to Jim in. Right, where is this? I can't even tell. Jim, where are you calling from today? Oh, Ryan's in Mississippi. Great. Tell us what your co- question or comment for Coach is. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I got a 2003 Ford Ranger and. Uh, when I turn my air on, it's been going on for a couple of years. Uh, it takes about four to five minutes for it to start blowing cold air. So, so you cut it on. Well, first thing, let's look at it. Uh, the air conditioner system is off when you first cut the vehicle on. When you crank the vehicle on air conditioner does not come on for a few seconds. I know that's right. Now, if it takes four or five minutes for it to come on, and that's a 2003, now, is it blowing air out the vent, or is it changing the mode going from the defrost to the vent to the floor, or is it just when it starts blowing cold air, does it come out the vents? Uh, it comes out the vent. It's all normal. The fan is blowing. It's just blowing uh, like hot air, and in about four or five minutes, it starts blowing good, nice, cold air. Well, you know, uh, compressors, and this one thing about a lot of people don't understand, as that compressor starts working more, uh, I don't know if you ever noticed when you drive down the highway that your air conditioner gets colder. Well, that's the same thing here. That compressor is just maybe just got wear and tear on it, and it's just pumping, and now it just starts pumping after two or three minutes. Okay. Because that's what we come up with a lot of them. I've been driving the thing almost 20 years now. I've been a good vehicle. Uh, I just noticed it's a delay there and it getting cold, but it still gets cold, so I haven't done anything to it. If I, was you, I would just keep driving it, and, and you'll know when that compressor stops. Just keep driving it, because like I say, it's mostly just some wear and tear in that compressor, and it's taking a little bit longer for it to start pumping that Freon through that system. 
All right. Good answer, and I thank you, sir. Thank you. Let's go to Grace in Clinton. Grace, thanks for calling in uh, to AutoCorrect today. What's your question or comment for Coach? Grace? Oh, if your car has not been driven in two or three months, what what should you have it checked out? What should you need to check? Oh, well, the first thing is just make sure that that battery is charged up. If it cranks up and it runs great, there's really nothing that you need to check if it's not driven in two or three months. It doesn't really hurt it. The car uh, cars can sit up for a long time. It's the main thing you want to do on that vehicle there, if you're not driving it a whole bunch, just make sure that you put some type of fuel additive in your gas tank because it has ethanol in there and just to stabilize that fuel so it don't get stale. But as the air conditioner system, the oil, all of that, there's you should have no problem. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Fantastic. I, li- I like them when they're easy. Let's go to Jackson and talk with Claudia. Claudia, we're glad you've called in today. What's your question or comment for Coach Charlie? Yes, it's along the same line. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I have a. Uh, we live in Jackson, but we keep a car in Memphis for when we go see grandchildren. And it is an old car, a 2007 Mercedes-Benz uh, ML350. And it sits for a long time periods of time and I want to know if I can add a gasoline stabilizer or such to it and how do I do that? Do I have to go to a dealership or can I go to AutoZone and buy a product or how does that work? Yeah, the, the stabilizer, you can just go to uh, any auto parts store and you know, and it'll, they come in little bottles and just pour it in your gas. Crank it, drive it, while, drive it around just a little bit and so it can get uh, dispersed inside that fuel and you'll be good to go. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's very helpful. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Right. Boom. Here Easy. we go. Here we go. Let's let's see what uh, Joe from Natchez has to say. Joe, we're glad you've called in to AutoCorrect today. We've been talking about air conditioning, and Coach Charlie is ready for you. Okay. Well, I just had a comment from, from another gentleman who said that his air conditioning don't get cold right away. Well, my comment was I uh, experienced that I had a 2002 Cadillac Escalade truck, and it started doing the same thing. Took to the, took to the shop, spent several hundred, several hundreds of dollars for them to refill it, flush it, etc., etc. And one day I figured out that uh, my fan clutch had gone bad. So until my truck started moving down the road, the compressor wouldn't even kick in. I bought a new fan clutch, and it was, like, brand new. So I don't know if this Ford Ranger has a fan clutch. I've got an electric, an electric fan, but that's something that I figured out just by accident, that my clutch had actually gone out. You're talking about the clutch on the compressor itself or the fan? Uh, no, no, on the fan. On the fan itself. Yeah, his is probably yeah. still belt-driven on that particular yep. one, and his is probably just a solid fan, 2003, and it may even be electric fans on that one. A lot of times, I, I think that's a lot of things that people understand is that in order for the air conditioner to work, 
heat has to be uh, it cannot have no heat whatsoever okay because right. what happens it starts cooling uh, more heat you got less the air conditioner is going to work just like in a house so you want to take and make sure that that fan is turning properly uh, make sure the tensioner is okay on it to make sure that the belts turning that fan properly and if it's an electric fan uh, a lot of these cars today have uh, two fans in them one is really right. just for the air conditioner and one is for when the vehicle is getting hot but anytime you cut the air conditioner on that one fan should come on for the air conditioner no matter what if it's electric yeah so that could be one of his problems but like i say uh like i say if it takes four or five minutes it could be the fan cooling off a little bit so because it does have to there is a relay in there that makes that fan come on so that could be the problem as well oh yeah i spent a lot of money trying to have a service department fix it for me and no matter what he did it still happened and just by accident i dropped i dropped the wrench uh off in my uh, radiator where the fan hub is at right and i noticed that the fan wouldn't even turn it yeah, you got to you got to look at those, and uh, there's a lot, and we haven't got to none of those things yet. But there's a lot of things that can keep that air conditioner from working correctly. And like I say, the main thing is heat. Right. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's all I had. Well, I do appreciate it, Joe. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And we just now got an email. Oh, this is a this is a bless your heart, Susan. Email. We replaced the compressor the dryer and everything under the hood added freon but the air is cool not cold what else could it be for a 99 toyota corolla well there's another thing too as people start replacing parts on the air conditioner system you know, you're replacing hoses, you're replacing evaporators, you're replacing condensers. Well, they all have lines going to them, and they all have little O-rings in them. And a lot of times, if the vehicle was not vacuumed down completely and getting all the moisture, all the air out of that system, you can go and put all the free iron you want in there, and it's, it's going to take and blow cool air. It will not blow cold air. So you want to make sure you have no leaks in that air conditioner system. And a way to do that is that when they put the Freon in there, they can put a Freon that has dye in it and use a black light to see where it is. Because I've come into a lot of situations where you have the, matter of fact, on the cold side, the low side pressure hose would have, is made of rubber, and it would seep through that rubber. And you couldn't even see it unless you had a black light. So one way you can check for leaks is to put in dye, and we've learned that you can most almost all fluids you can put in a dye to you check can, to see where it goes. You can put a fluorescent dye in almost all fluids. All right, and so if the the O rings, that's where it could be escaping through, and you would see with the dye. What if what did you mention that if there was if there was too much something air in there yeah well you want to get all the air and moisture out of the ac system because once again moisture is damaging to the ac system you want to get all that out and what do you do you vacuum the system down and it's going to go to 30 hgs okay and that's 30 hgs mercury and it vacuums always down and then you let it hold there and uh, the shop would do that they would let it hold there and see if it was leaking 
And if it didn't leak, they'd put their Freon in it, crank it up, and then everything would be good. Well, fantastic. And I will email Susan back in case she's not listening and let her know what time we've answered her show so she can listen on the podcast. That's right. We've got a couple other emails. Let's go. Uh, this was this person, Deborah's got a radio problem, and we don't want anybody to have a radio problem in their car because then they can't listen to MPB. Deborah has a 2015 Ford Escape. Late last year, the radio started going in and out and would make a loud pop before losing sound. Now the radio doesn't work at all, and no other sounds, such as backup camera, does not ding. Would this just be a speaker problem or a total sound system problem, and would it be expensive to fix? This is the standard system from Ford. Well, let's go to the easy part first. Uh, The easy part would be if it was a ground fault problem where the ground was loose or it was just coming in and out. That's the easy part. Now, once again, all these radios and these newer vehicles now are modules they're not really a radio it's a computer and those chimes and all that stuff goes through that computer system and it comes out the speakers so if one of those uh, radio modules are bad then we had the problem and then you'd have to have that radio module or, or even an entertainment module replaced all right our email address where you can send us your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're learning about air conditioning, but that's just between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host, and I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. Hey, when you take your vacations this summer, have your app with you. You can listen to mpb live through the app and you can listen to any podcast that you might have missed you can listen to the mpb news so you know what's going on in your hometown while you're on vacation and you can also click the support button to make a contribution autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 all right so this is an oldie but a goodie The Society of Automotive Engineers, SAE, and General Motors did a controlled study comparing the fuel efficiency of driving the car, air conditioner on, to driving with the windows down. And after comparing cars at speeds of 31, 50, and 68, 
in 86 degree Fahrenheit weather. They concluded driving with the windows down is more fuel efficient than running the AC. The test also measured the fuel efficiency of closed windows and no AC, which was better than the other two, but you might. You might pass out from that one. So I don't want anybody to uh, bake, but if you're trying every single way you know to improve your gas mileage, give a thought to not running the AC. Well, what you had there, the air conditioner system takes power from the engine. In turn, it takes more gas to run the engine. And so that's the main thing on there. Well, and you, you can't crank your radio with the with the windows up and share your lovely music with all the people at the stop sign if your windows are up. So I don't know. I've heard a lot of music while the windows <laughs> been rolled up. <laughs> We're talking about air conditioning today. Email us your questions about air conditioning or just anything. Auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Harry in Vidalia, Louisiana. Harry, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Coach? What is the proper tire rotation? Is it uh, front to back, left to right, X-brace? Does it make any difference if you uh, have it done before or after alignment? You'd always want to do it before the alignment. But you can do them, uh, some manufacturers say front to rear, and uh, some people say going across diagonally. Now, if whatever you're doing when you're rotating tires, if you're doing them diagonally, you want to make sure you take that spare tire down and change it, on, put it, go ahead and run that tire. Because there's so many times we leave the spare tire, it's a brand new tire, we leave it underneath the vehicle, and it dry rots because we're not using that tire. So if you're going to rotate those tires, take it out. Rotated it right along with everybody, with all the other tires. Is, is the X pattern re- recommended? Uh, if you're going to take and rotate um, uh, that spare tire, yes. If you don't have a spare tire, you could just do them uh, that, uh, front to back. But you got to understand there's one other thing you got to think about directional tires. Some of them have directional tires that have to be put on and going the same direction. And, you know, that would be a front to rear, especially on that one. That wouldn't be a diagonal because you got to have them on the side, on the right side of the vehicle and going in the right direction. What, what would a directional tire say on the tire that you know direction? It will have an arrow on it that shows the direction on it. Now, most tires are not directional, but there are a lot of them out there that are directional tires. So you want to be careful when you uh, rotate them because they would have to be on the same side of the vehicle. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate your program. Yes, sir. Thank you. Those directional tires, those are the fancy pants high-end ones? Oh, yes. Okay. So hopefully your pocketbook would know if you bought directional Directional tires. tires. (laughs) Let's go to, gosh, I am Jerry. Jerry, we're glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Hey, Coach, how are you today? Doing just great yourself. Doing good. Uh, this is Jerry, and I've got a 1995 F-250 diesel pickup, and my air condition went down not long ago, and uh, the problem with it was was it was leaking. The hose, the hose was leaking. And the first thing I did was call the dealers trying to get a new hose for it, and the hoses were discontinued because of it being a 1995, that old. And I called all the parts stores in my area, and 
Finally, I did locate the hose from a parts store, but most all the parts stores, the hose were, was discontinued too. But however, I did find the hose at one parts store and got the hose on it and got it up and going. And if you do know anybody in your area that, that makes up hoses for these older vehicles, that information would be great. Yeah, you can go to Mississippi Rubber over here off McDowell. You can go to, uh, there's a place right here off uh, Highway 80. I forgot what the name of it is, but it's right across from Gray's Automotive Electric that does uh, alternators and starters. Uh, But you can go there, and they they have the ends, and they can redo uh, air conditioner uh, hose for you. Okay, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Yes, sir. Jerry, we'll we'll look to see what's across the Highway 80 from Ray's, and we'll have a link to Mississippi Rubber on the information for this show's right. podcast. We'll get uh, I bet it'll come to Coach uh, later in the show, and we'll we'll uh, put that on the information for this podcast. Let's go to Ty in Starkville. Ty, we're glad you've called in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Uh, yeah, so I have a 2013 Toyota Tundra, and my AT was working fine, like I took a turn on my car, everything was fine with it, and then all of a sudden it like quit working and would wait 42 seconds before it would click on again and then start working normally. And I didn't know what was really going on, so now every time I crank the car, I have to wait like that 42 seconds before the AC will click on. Y'all have any idea what that can be? You know, um, most of these vehicles out there have a delay relay in there, and that delay, that delay relay, what it does, it keeps anything that's draining power from the engine from coming on until the engine and alternator is charging. So what I would do is check that uh, delay relay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. We're glad that helped you with that. Uh, Ty, let's go up to James in Water Valley. James, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Oh, my problem is my 2016 Hyundai Elantra, the door opened, light stays on all the time. Okay, on those uh, most new vehicles today or even uh, going back to yours, what happens is that each door has a switch inside of it, and it's in the locking mechanism of the door. It's right there where it, uh, the door goes against the uh, hinge that's coming out or the striker that's coming out, and right in that door latch there is a switch. You'd have to take the door panel off and go in there, and there's a little electrical switch that would... Uh, signal that the door is open or closed so you may want to just do that it's not a very hard job but just make sure you don't break the clips and all as you take that door panel off okay so uh, uh there's no uh n- n- nothing in the uh, uh uh control system or the uh, uh computer that uh uh, it's going to be in. You just need to find which door is that is saying staying open, and it's one of those doors, and you just had to take that door panel off and find out which one it is. Okay. Yes, sir. All right, sir. Thank uh, you. Thank you. We are taking names and answering questions today. Let's go to Herbert in Jackson. Herbert, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect to talk with Coach Charlie about your automotive problems. What's your comment or question? I have a 2004 Lincoln Town Car, and the speakers give me trouble. They uh, 
I have static on it at times, and sometimes a shrill noise, and it uh, it's on all parts of the system: the radio, the tape player, the CD player, all of it. Is it just one speaker, or is it all the speakers? All the speakers. Yeah, I would look for a ground once again. If it's all the speakers, because all the speakers are not going to go bad at the same time. So I'd look for a ground somewhere that's loose, that's in that radio system, and calls in that static in there. Mighty fine. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling in, Herbert. Hubert, sorry. (laughs) Let's go ahead and take our next break. We're discussing air conditioning. We'll get to some more air conditioning tips and take more of your repair questions when we come back. You can send us your email questions to our email address, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review coming from Casey Williams. It's a Mercedes. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. Mention the Mercedes S-Class and you know you're talking about one of the best vehicles in the world. Well, the vehicle we have this week matches the old sedans and their prestige, but does so with three rows of seats and the ability to tow 7,700 pounds. It's a 2022 Mercedes GLS 450. It is a big SUV. It's got 23-inch wheels, big giant chrome grille, black trim. It looks very sporty and very nice on the outside. Recently redesigned. The interior, everything you expect in an S-Class. Twin screen displays, one for your instrument cluster, other for infotainment. you got Birdmaster audio, quad automatic climate control, panoramic sunroof, all the features you would want. And of course, you've got adaptive cruise, automatic emergency braking on the safety side of it. Under the hood, a turbocharged inline six-cylinder engine. It's three liters. delivers 362 horsepower. Needs to go at 18 miles per gallon in the city, 24 on the highway. This big beast will run 0-60 in 5.9 seconds. So as you expect for something mimicking an S-Class, it comes with an S-Class price. Starts just under $78,000. Fully equipped, $94,180. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app.
this is autocorrect if you've missed any of our program you can listen to the whole show from our website autocorrect.mpbonline.org autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 a.m i'm liz gill but our expert is coach charlie melton asc certified master technician it is time for Coach Charlie's tip of the week. Well, we're going to, since we're talking about air conditioning, we already said that heat is what determines how the air conditioning works. So make sure that you uh, remove all debris from the front grill to keep the AC cool, running cooling correctly. Make sure all the debris, trash, whatever that you're driving down the highway is out from that grill. That is excellent. You know, scrub scrub those bugs. That's right. So let's talk about a little bit on. So if you if your air conditioning is not cooling, where do you start thinking about checking it? Well, the first thing, if it's not cooling, I would check and see if we have Freon in it. You can see if the clutch is coming on. I think the guy was talking about a fan clutch, but I'm always talking about the clutch in front of the air conditioner. It doesn't come on to about 10 or 15 seconds after you crank the vehicle up until the alternator starts running. You can hear that clicking sound of that clutch coming on. Okay, and you that's one of the uh, telltale signs if it's working correctly. But if you got too much Freon in the vehicle, it will not cool. You do not if you do not have enough freon in it it will not cool and now some of these vehicles they have a sight glass on the uh, accumulator or the dryer or they have a little sight glass and you can see the freon flowing through the system if it has uh, bubbles in it you're low freon now i want to tell you if you're low freon that means you have a leak somewhere because it's a closed system it should stay in there so you want to check and try to find that leak sometimes they're so small you need that die okay uh if that fan as that gentleman talked about earlier if that fan quits turning it's going to make that uh air conditioner get hot on the hot side and it'll cut the air conditioner off so you don't burn up something so that's another safety mechanism now if you've got too much freon it didn't you know it didn't multiply somebody put too much in so this Uh, this is this is a don't just top it off kind of situation right you need to go to um rather the manufacturer's uh website and see how much freon that system holds because they were holding anywhere between one and two three pounds now they hold ounces no, not pounds. They hold ounces. And the different pressures, you put a gauge on it, you tell, uh, check the pressures on it. I was, wrote down here that R12 system, that's an old system, should have about 32 pounds of pressure while it's running great. A, a 134 uh, R system should have about 45 pounds of pressure. And then the new uh, RY1234F varies in pressure, okay, according to what the temperature is outside. How hard is it to check your, you know, your refrigerant, your Freon? Is this something folks can YouTube? Uh, you got to have a tool to do it with. You got to have a set of manifold gauges in order to do it. You know, so unless you have that sight glass. If you have that sight glass, you're looking for bubbles or you're looking for a clear stream. All right. And um, let's go to the phones and go to Connor. Connor, thanks for calling in from Past Christian. What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Hey, Coach. Uh, so I've got a 2013 Lincoln MKZ, and I'm having an issue with the electronic steering. So I'm going about 30 to 40 on, on the road, and I press the brake. It bounces a few times, and then I get all kinds of... Uh, warnings like uh the abs goes off the traction control hill start assist and the adaptive headlights and i'm not sure if it's a brake problem 
or it's an electronic steering problem. Okay, you can feel it when you step on your brake. Can you feel that uh, brake pedal pulsating? Yes, yes. Okay, That's what I one of the main symptoms. Yeah, what I would do is go and have those brakes checked because it could be something wrong with your rotors, could be something wrong with the brake pads themselves, but that's usually a sign of something wrong with the rotors. And now, if you think about it, the ABS system works off the wheel speed sensors uh, as they turn, it determines how fast each wheel is going. So maybe uh-huh. just think about it, maybe if you have a wheel that is stopping quicker than the other one and that ABS light uh-huh. could come on. You know, yeah, that makes sense. And that ABS, really, ABS doesn't work until you press it hard, until you press that brake pedal hard. I know you remember, uh, I don't know if, how old you are, but uh, when I was a kid, the parents would teach you how to drive in the snow. They would say, pump the brakes. Well, really, that's how ABS works. It pumps the brakes mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So if you have a problem with a braking system, that ABS and the wheel speed sensors, a lot of that system can come on. Uh, so it also kicks off the, uh, I'm, I'm not sure the steering system, but it's like a uh, a mild power steering outage. So it's a little harder to turn, but it's not much. You don't think it could be the steering in any way? Does it have a, does a check engine light come on? No, sir. No, I think what I would first do is go ahead and get somebody to put a scan tool on it and go into the steering system because a lot of times those scan tools, uh, the check-in light doesn't come on until you go to that system. So I think I would do that and see what's in there because if it starts doing all that and those messages are coming up, there's a, there's a code somewhere in that vehicle. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We're glad you could call in, Connor. Let's go to Lamar in Choctaw County. Lamar, what's your comment or question for Coach? Yeah, Coach, uh, I've got a 2006 F-150, and uh, sometime back the brake light indicator on in the dash came on, and at first when it came on, it would come on, and then it would go off for a while, and now it comes on and it stays on. I've had the brake pads checked, the rotors checked, the brake fluid checked, and the brakes are fine. I mean, it stops good. I got good brake, good pedal. Is there something that I need to do to get that light to go out? Another thing I would go ahead and check on is your parking brake. Okay, it has a switch down the parking brake. Now, if that switch goes bad, it's going to make that light stay on. So I would check that parking brake switch as well. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Good to know. Let's go back talk. Oh, wait. Let's do one more email. This is a, um, this is Paul. On my 2011 Honda Accord, when I turn the key, there's a delay before the car will start. Whether I turn the key multiple times or just leave it on, it takes anywhere from 15 seconds to a full minute before the car will start. When it does engage or attempts to start, the car starts right away with no problems. The battery was checked and also replaced to be sure. The fuel pump has been checked. I've had it to two different shops and no one has had any solution. If the car is warm, sometimes it will start immediately as normal. Any ideas? Yeah, what I was thinking about that earlier is that, first of all, I would check that delay relay in that system, make sure that uh, it's working correctly because it does have a delay uh, for the ignition system. So I would check that first. And then after you check that, then I would go in there. Um, Now, some of these starters here, the ignition system 
I mean, the uh, yeah, the ignition system is uh, hooked to that starter system, so I would check the starter system to make sure that the uh, solenoid on it is engaging correctly. Good to know, and I'll, I'll let you know about that, Paul. We've just got a minute and a half left. Um, how about this scenario, Coach? You're at a stoplight. And the car stops cooling. You start getting the air conditioning at the at the at the stoplight. What what, what could that be? Well, that's a pretty easy one. Uh, I know a lot of people are get these stoplights. It starts cooling. They start driving again. It starts cooling. What happens? Either that fan in the front, that air conditioner fan we talked about, has quit working, and as it quits working, it stops pulling that air through the system, and the engine gets hot. The and so then the it cuts the air conditioner off. Okay, as soon as you start driving, air is forced back through the, uh, the vehicle. It starts cooling again. Air conditioner comes back on. Well, and for those of us who aren't in the know, you know, all I say is my air conditioner doesn't work. But it could not only be the air conditioners, it could be the actuator, it could be your blower motor. The air conditioner system has so many parts in it. You know, if you've got a auto, uh, automatic uh, temperature control system or dual control system, one side gets hot and one side gets cool. Okay, you have to go there and find out it has actuators. But a lot of things that is just, once again, heat is a lot of the problems. So you want to make sure that everything's cleaned out in front of that uh, radiator. Make sure there's no debris. Make sure those fans are working correctly. Uh, make sure that um, you are full of Freon. And that you don't have, and if you do have a uh, low freon, go ahead and get it fixed. All right. Thank you, Coach. Yes, thank you. That's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you for Jason Klein, Lisa Lancaster, but now Jay White. If, if you hear somebody else chime in, folks, it's our engineer Jay White who. He's he's just the, the, the guy for everything. We think he is fantastic. So for Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.